Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Morgan's Choice SCW. We're back for NL Supercoach Round 5. Really, really exciting edition today. I am your host, Tim Williams. Plenty of big topics to get to that I'm really keen to get stuck into. First of all, I'll start with a quote from a certain NRL Supercoach podcast host uh, about this time last week, approximately five o'clock last week. Nico Hines, not for me. I'm just concerned about how he comes back from injury and whether he's worth waiting for at that price. McBinnett, four try assists, two try contributions, Five goals, 21 tackles, three offloads, seven line break assists. What a knob. Spy, <laughs> as a bloke who this time last week was sitting there saying, you know what, going to bypass Harry, get Nico in, his ceiling's too high and skipper him, you must be pretty chuffed with yourself. Yeah, mate, obviously speaking last week about how I thought Harry might be overachieving a bit. I rated the Tigers' middle defence and ruck control, these sort of things, and I just thought it was probably Heinze time, so... Yeah, that being said, I brought in Harry and skipped him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, never not backing myself again. I'm getting it tattooed down here. But yeah, that's what I did. And admittedly, I didn't think Harry would only get 40-odd. I thought at least 60, 70. And I didn't think Nico would go mental. Uh, he was insane. So, oh. gee, it was a dark watch. I'd had a pretty good weekend up till then as well. Mate, I'd go back from the, the, the bloke in the bar. Final stop of the regional tour in Cairns. Was having a beer. Raiders were about to towel up the night. Nico was about to flop for anyone that brought him in. Uh, and the rest is just history. Uh, here to talk through it with us is thankfully another non-Nico Hines owner because if he owned him, I just, it just would have been a dark, dark podcast as if I had to sit next to him the whole show. 2019 NRL Supercats champion Desi Creek. Desi, how are you, mate? Um, okay. As you know, I was a bit sick uh, the last week or so, and um, as, as the NRL swung by, I was getting better game by game until, uh, until Nico almost sent me to the ER. <laughs> so, uh, so you came good physically, but mentally yeah, you just switched it was, in. And it really was just so depressing as oh. well. And I think I can one-up that quote because I wrote in my article, oh. there's just no way that Nico <laughs> Hines goes over 160. And, yeah, I look foolish now, but, yeah. yeah. And, and, and to be fair, Desi, for, for anyone that's saying, oh, no, you told us not to bring him in, said, I, d- 
I never told other people not to bring him in. I said I wasn't you bringing him You said you in. weren't. Yeah. <laughs> but I said I can absolutely see why people were bringing him in because he had the ceiling. I just didn't think he was going to do a freaking first game back from injury. But uh, lesson I, learned. I must admit, he <laughs> also the first minute, like I think it was a minute 30 in, he had two tackle busts and offload and he'd run it twice. I'm like, oh, no. He's on here. Like oh he's not goodness. easing himself back in, I thought, which we thought he might. Yeah. Uh, and he looks a bit quicker. Just oh. a shade quicker this year. So maybe it's next level, Nico. Mm. We'll see. Also with us today is the bloke. He could be leading the pack after a big week a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's Matty the Waterboy who was absolutely cutting some rugs up in Kansas. Some video on Bloke and a Bar if you want to go and check out the big fella in action at Gilligan's. Uh, <laughs> Matty, how are you, mate? I'm good. Great weekend. Uh, great tour. And... Yeah, not bad. I'm pretty pretty keen to cool the Jets a bit after oh. four tough weeks. No, I'm sorry. They're not they weren't tough weeks. What a terrible <laughs> thing to say. They were awesome. But um yeah, it was, it was a great great month. Yeah. Tough uh tough one to back up from. It was very sore. Spy, how's the side going, mate? I managed to beat Maddie over there by two points, so it must have been not a bad weekend. Mm. Um yeah, eleven hundred and it was eleven eleven maybe. So honestly, everyone performed pretty well. I was happy mm. with how it was going. Um, Nico just screwed me along with many others, but I'm, I'm really happy with the setup. We say it each week. I've feel like I've been in a little bit of a super coach hole since basically since Manu and Pappy weekend around around 21 last year. Those last six weeks were tough, and then Nico to start this year. So that only tells me swings and roundabouts. I'm due to be on the up again soon. So get back that former momentum. Uh, really happy with my mid ranges. I've got. We'll talk about it later. Getting very aggressive on some trades. And um, we'll go from there. But despite what's happened so far, the side itself shaping mm. up okay. We'll get some really interesting stats around uh, our, our rankings in, in past years about this time and in our better seasons. And they weren't too indifferent, to be honest. So uh, very, very reassuring. Desi, how are you sitting, mate? Um, I scored about, about the same, 1130-odd. Um, I captain Latrell Mitchell, unfortunately. My single lowest scoring player in the whole team. Jeez. Even wow. worse and than Harry Grant. That's probably his lowest score in a long time, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was just that was some game that that surface was just not not conducive for Turbo or Latrell. I really didn't see the game going like that. Yeah. Just um, a tough game of footy. Either well. did I, mate, yeah. to be it was, it was with the you. Scotty Sattler, um Scotty Sattler, the John Sattler Memorial game and they put on a great tribute to the to the great man there, the bunny. So both sides were up for it. The defence was tough. Yeah. It, as the way it panned out, it was a bit of a bugger. Mm. Super coach wise scoring, that but is yeah. of course. Still went up rankings though, which is mm. you, it's weird when you go up rankings but you feel you just feel like you've slipped rankings because you don't have Heinz. So you're losing ground to the guys at the very Jeez. top, but you're still going up. You're still seeing green arrows. So I remember saying last week to you, mate, uh, or the boys, that even though it was a really low rank for the week, it didn't feel too bad because mm. there wasn't much between the top and bottom. This week was different. I think I was top 20%, but the difference to those top guys who had Heinz, guys and girls, I should say, uh, is way more substantial than the week before. So it's it's not always about the rank. can be misleading, mm. um, but... That's how it goes, eh? Yeah, Kuma Stallions, uh, 1,090 points, dropped 1,000 spots to, to 21K. So not where I want to be, but same as you boys. I think really hap- up into the last game, we're sitting really pretty and everyone who'd sold off, Khan Pereira and Will Warbrick, they're about to make a ton of cash. So being patient on things like that, really happy with the squad. Uh, rank not quite there yet. We'll get to that shortly. Guys, our unlimited group leader in line for a, in the running, I should say, for the $1,000 first prize in the SC Playbook group. This ain't cricket. Coached by a little bit small screen there, but uh, Jacob. Jacob. 
Uh, number two, gallons of peptides, ruthless. Luke in number two, and the quick man, Nick, in number three. Not our very own Nick Moon, thankfully, because we would not want to hear about that one. Uh, so, guys, do jump into our group there and take us on. We'll shut off entries for that for the major prize pretty shortly. Guys, also the half-backed punting podcast with Sammy Williams and Jimmy Hughes, the XTB data analyst. Now at a $26 winner two weeks back. Been flying the last few rounds to start the season. We get inside Sam's head. With his footy now, his NRL tips each and every week. A bit of a fun to listen to. So that is, comes out Thursday morning, so check that out if you haven't already. Subscription is available. Access Gives you access to our additional premium articles each and every week on the SC Playbook website. Access to our WhatsApp community. Different threads on there. Game day. Team advice where we jump on and help out with your, your sides. Contributor only one that you see the discussions between the SC Playbook contributors. We launched the late mail one a week or two ago. That's great. Just to keep you on top of things as well. Uh, guys, my Q&A that I do each week started in text of a Thursday afternoon, did in podcast format last week, was a success. This week we'll be putting it on the SC Playbook podcast channels, questions from subscribers only. Boys, let's get to today's show. The key takes from Teamless Tuesday, not too many in there. We'll quickly touch on the dual position changes. We'll then get onto the same big topic as last week, boys, because it's still so relevant. Nico Hines, if you don't own him now, or do you wait till after that round six buy of the Sharkies? We'll jump into our hot topics for the week. Is Josh Schuster a mask? Do we cash in on Pezzet? Uh, into our round five trades and skipper plans, listener questions, and some really, really good questions in there. Boys, I want to start off with a question from Slacky from Instagram. The question is, in each of the contributors' best seasons, at which round did they enter the top 1,000? So I'll go, this one came up because each week when we sort of sit here and say early on that, you know, rankings aren't terrific, but we're not panicking. We're happy with our squads, where we're sitting at. I think the following numbers will validate that pretty well, and we're not just saying it to, you know, uh, save face and look like we're doing all right. Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Like, let's go out to last year. You finished 120-odd. How did your season look? Well, after round one, I was coming... 30,000, round two, 33,000, round three, 10,000, round four, 2,500. I didn't hit top 1,000 until around nine. Mm. So, and I think the year I won, uh, it was like round three, went from 30,000 to 1,000 to 50th odd. Mm. So, yeah. A nuts year where you just stayed up top pretty yeah. well the whole time. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal season, Desi. Back in 2019 uh, for the Stallions, Last season, so hopefully these numbers are pretty reassuring for people that are back in the rankings and think, oh, I'm done, you know, throw in the towel, like, don't be ridiculous. Last season, I finished 500th, I was coming 7,000th after five rounds, I was into 140th overall by round 14. Back in 2021, I finished 400th, I was 10,000th after round 8, 4,000th after round 11, into 600th by round 14. Uh, when I finished second in 2020, round 3, I was sitting at 9,000, I hit the top 1,000 after round five. So, honestly, if you're, if you're, we keep saying, but if you're happy with your squad and you're deep in the rankings, just don't panic because the ranks will come, the money you're earning will come. Spy, any numbers for you? Not a lot of numbers, mate, because I actually went to have a look and it was actually my pre-spy days, a couple of my good seasons. <laughs> um, I was just doing paperwork at the agency, so I couldn't find my finishes when I was around, I think it was 130, maybe in 400. Um, you finished 91st two years ago. Yeah, so I'm just looking at that now. Post-spy days, when I was official. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was 8,000 after three rounds. So it's not like a super hot start, it's an okay start. Um, two and a half thousand after that. Top thousand by like around five or six. So again, I didn't sizzle out of the blocks. Um, it was a solid opening, but 
shows there's different ways to skin a cat, I guess. Your numbers are great. It just shows if you do play that longer game and you build towards it, you can go mental uh, the back half of the year. And it's not like the slow ranks have come out of, of nowhere. Like I said, it's happened every season. And we said prior to round one yep. that every chance we start slow again, you know, 21K, absolutely want to be higher than that at this point. But it's like we expected a slow start. That's what happens when you build depth around your squad mm. and put less focus into your starting 17 and focus on generating the cash. So don't panic, guys. Long, long season. The other thing, it's a 27-round season. We get an extra two rounds to do some damage this year and three buys three to buy, It's a long, long way to go. Mm. Uh, boys, start with a few dual position updates from the great man Tommy Sankstar coming in round six. Connelly, Connelly Lemuelu is getting dual positioning, CT dub, 2RF positioning, which the position updates, none of them are really significant outside of him, who he, he started unreal. Uh, start with you, Desi. Any interest for you? Um, he does look okay, but I just think they're going to struggle without. Um, SOS there for a little bit. Mm. Um, I think he's big for them, so wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins go on some sort of a losing streak over the next couple of months. Um, so yeah, he, he does look solid, but probably not solid enough to want him in my team at this stage. Cinching points by so Lemuelu three seventy four k break even negative nine back to back scores of sixty four and fifty eight. Obviously, Corfusi uh, is suspended <coughs> for a few more rounds. He may even start when he comes back. We saw Kenny Bromwich play in the middle there at one point when Kafusi was there. So regardless, I still think he probably gets his 60-odd minutes. Uh, it's a good point Desi makes with Sean O'Sullivan. He is out long-term injury. I believe they're on the same edge there and he's making him look pretty good. So it'll obviously, depending what edges they, they want to do there with uh, young Isaiah Katoa or Anthony Milford, he, mate, he looks a pretty good buy to me. I don't mind him. Yeah. Um, he certainly passes that eye test. Round one, I think I spoke about him after the Roosters game, or round two, mm. he was outstanding. Um, there is some risk that maybe he loses that spot and goes back to 40, 50, 60 minutes, whatever it may be. I don't mind him as a flyer. If you've got someone in the centres there, you either want to downgrade uh, or maybe someone like Isaac Thompson, who's in my side, who isn't really firing uh, like we hoped he might. Get him in his dual position, he'll make some money, then you could probably sell him on after that. Or you're potentially locking someone who can do a job for you long term through the buyers. Um, the issue is, mate, yeah. same thing we've said every week, why are all the good buyers at 2RF? So this week we've got Jackson Ford who looks a solid buy, potentially a better buy next week once we see you know minutes security and a few other things. Like even on the weekend when I talk about the 80 minute role that we want him playing, although at his price it's not a massive issue. You know, Toru Harris went down injured 45 minutes, so maybe he played extended. Regardless, he looks pretty good. Break even of 22 because of the HIA game very early on the week prior, or his prior game. So you've got him, you've got Zach Hosking, who we'll get to shortly, who he could be an enormous bite. Obviously, you wouldn't be jumping early this week, I wouldn't imagine, but next week, it's all in the 2RF. Just quickly, boys, Seb, Chris, Jewel, CT, Dub, fullback, and New Brown, Jewel, 2RF, hooker. Really nothing too substantial this chat, uh, at this stage. So, Just on Lemuelu, I think he's actually currently centre in Supercoach. Yeah, yeah. So that's something to watch out for if you've got a centre spot there. Uh, but you're right, that back row is absolutely stacked. Yeah. There's certain people I'll be avoiding in the next few weeks, not because I don't want them, I just can't fit them in. True, so you can mm. get him in as the, as the CT tub this week because he's then currently he'll CT get, tub. Then he'll yeah. get the back no, no, good spot. point. Uh, even there, you go to the CT dubs on offer and there's just... They're pretty stacked so as well. Good, yeah. But yeah, pretty solid plug in there. 
Boys, team list Tuesday. Only a few to touch on here, and we will start with that man, Zach Hosking, spy. Uh, Name to start on the edge for the Panthers. He has obviously only played his one game. Luke Garner, who played, I think it was about 23 minutes or something on the weekend. It makes sense now. He's out injured, so he's not even in the entire squad. So that's why he played bugger all minutes. It just wasn't meant to be for poor old Luke Garner this year. Well, at least not at this stage of the season. Mm. Good news for Hosking. 117 points, negative 13 break even. Will not change in price this week. So I don't see why you'd need to go early. Liam Martin also out. With the form Hosking showed, I suspect he holds a starting role next week. <laughs> Probably 80 minutes, but if he p- comes out, plays really well this week, I think he's going to play outside Nathan Cleary, which is gold. Uh, he'll keep the, the 80 minute or at least sort of a 65 minute role. But if he does have a bit of a stinker this week, you might go, Ooh, does he have that big minute role? What, what are your thoughts? I don't hate going early. A um, right, couple of reasons. Yeah, yeah. One, Jackie Whiten's out. So Nath will be running at a, a new edge there. Yeah. Um, I nearly knocked my tea straight over my laptop and caught it one-handed. You beauty. Uh, <laughs> Still got it, Spy. <laughs> Still got it. Uh, get that on camera. And, at, yeah, so Jackie's out, but what you'll find is some players might need to downgrade someone to free up Hines, which we'll get to free up funds for Nico. Um, if it needs to be Hosking now, you need to go early. I don't mm. hate it. You back him in there and hope he does that job moving forward. Uh, again, if you don't have to go early, you don't need to. Uh, but I don't mind the little get ahead of the game play. Does he pump out another ton for you this week? Maybe. Let's knock off uh, another one early, boys, because I think it comes into the same argument as Lemuelu, Jackson Ford, who I mentioned. 324k, 72 points on the weekend in 80 minutes with 56 in base. Now, because of the four points from the, the game against the Roosters where he lasted two minutes, you know, you can certainly wait a week on him, but he will likely make some cash this week. For people looking to do what you said, spy and free up, cash for Nico Hines, who, who's your pick, Desi, out of Ford, Hosking this week, or Lemuelu? Before you answer, can you only have one moving forward? Like, because it's so stacked, you might have only have the option to choose a Ford or a Hosking because... The rest of your back row could well be stacked and you can't get both in next week. So, therefore, which one do you choose? I'm going Hosking. <clears throat> I like I, it. I I'm think he's you. much closer to what we define <coughs> as a keeper, if he, if, provided he holds that spot, mm. which we, we think he will, right? I suspect he will, we but think, I would really like the next game sample size because we know yeah. Liam Martin comes in and plays 80. When the other thing is Martin's out so this week, so we actually don't know. Then Garner could be back. We're going to be taking a punt regardless. Sorensen is named on the edge. Like, I've clearly shown that he wants him as a bench middle forward time and time again. He doesn't worry me. I think it only comes down to Garner, and I, I just, I don't know. Because they've got Sorensen on the edge, they have this fascination with Jamin Salmon. Yeah. I, I don't know if Luke Garner's going to be there at all. Yep. So sorry back to you, Desi. Yeah, I think Hosking could be a keeper at, based on what I saw, mm. based on what we saw at Brisbane as well. He was, I remember him being pretty solid. Yeah. He was cracking out 60, 60, 70 pretty easy, makes a ton of tackles, <clears> doesn't miss any. Just hits the whole... And um, there's a worst-case scenario there. He plays the next few weeks. He Say he do, does drop back to 50-60, he's going to make you a ton of cash and then you can move him on for someone. So there's, there's upside there for me. I love the play. Yeah. What about... You mentioned that. <coughs> so you, you've said that he's your, your priority there. And I, I don't disagree in that um, I, I think he... I'm eyeing him for next week. 
But this week, I'm just happy to have another look at him, make sure no injuries happen or any of that sort of stuff. I shudder every time you say, let's have another look at him after last week. <laughs> 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 oh no! Watch, watch, watch Hosking come out and hit 180 this week. Breaks the super coach record. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like another look at Ford as well against uh, <clears throat> against Cronulla down at Shark Park. He could, uh, you know, I think they could. I really like Ford for a tough time there. But I agree, Sharks going well, and we don't fully know his minutes with that Torhu injury last week. Uh, in saying that, if you can pick up. Um, Forward next week, even for a bit over 300k. If he's playing 80 minutes to lock in that 50, 55 points, hold him through the buys, make money, then sell him off, that's pretty handy, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'm happy to wait a week on them and take a look at Ford, take a look at Hosking, work out who's the better buy, cut my losses with one of them and work out who's the best. Yep, like it. Not going to cost me any money with Hosking. Ford, you know, if he comes out and belts out 60, it might cost 25k or something. You can cop it. Yeah, the only reason, as I said, would be if you're looking to make trades and who are you going to downgrade to in order to fund the mm. other guys, then I think I like Hosking if you're doing it now. Jack Bostock, debuting on the wing for the Dolphins. Look really good in the trial games. I uh, like the looks of him on the sting there for Tessie New, who is out injured. Uh, so close eye on him, although might take a bit to become super coach relevant. Braden Trindle was an interesting one, Spy, who missed the game last week with injury. Obviously, he'd been named on the bench uh, this time last week on Tuesday. Nico Hines back, Matt Moylan in the halves, so he's named off the bench. Initially, I was sort of thinking, ah, it's a blow for anyone who did hold him. Just sort of hope he'd miss the squad in that with the, what's he got, a negative 60 or something break even for his next starting game where he would make a lot of cash. But the goal has got to be to get Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines as soon as possible. So I don't think you'd have the luxury of waiting on Trindle anyway. So play this week. If he plays 15 minutes off the bench, initiates that next price rise of 20k, 30k, whatever it might be. Just take it. You just take it. Yeah, and, then, sure. and then move into whichever of those two you don't have in a week or two. Yep. Uh, Franklin Pele, the old enigma. Desi, big Franklin. Is he going to dish something out for us this week or what? He's back on the bench for the dogs. Something. Give us 20k. Are you going to take 20k and run? I, I think I'm just going to keep him there. I, I'm not too fussed about front row. Um, I've got Kepi there and Pele and, and Stefano as well. Mm. I, I'm happy to just keep them there for a while. It's not, it's not a big ceiling position. We've been over this. It's, there's no real money makers there either. Nah. I, think, I think you're just content with it. Just leave it as is. Yeah, not a concern. Just would be good to see him do something. Tohu Harris named Spy. Big win for those who brought in Torhu last week. Played at 45 minutes, was ticking along solidly as Torhu does. I haven't heard any great word out of the Warriors around <coughs> Torhu's injury, but the fact he's been named, obviously, very encouraging. So Sunday Arvo, though, so four o'clock, you got that same old dilemma. If yeah, he doesn't get yeah. named, how do you cover him? I yeah. think regardless, if he's out one week, I'd be holding. Two weeks, borderline, but probably erring on the side of sell. Any more than two weeks, gone, but... Even if he doesn't play this week, I, I'd be willing to hold off one week. Yeah, you just got to make sure you play um, the guys early in the week where you can, otherwise you might get stuck with, mm. a, with an AE, Sunday Arvo, but you know, are that, they that's going to happen. Are they Sunday at two? Oh, so no, it's Sunday four at four, yeah. second last game. So, so you'll, yeah. you'll know before the 5.30 kickoff at least if that helps. Anyway, just yeah. one to keep an eye out on there. Uh, Hylam Lukey comes in for the suspended Jeremiah Nanai. Just a bit of a watch, watch on him because I think he is an, a, a real athlete. He's so good. 
He's in the, the Sean Lane sort of mould, big, tall, rangy fella. Uh, I think he's probably a bit more sort of agile and even more explosive than Sean Lane, though. So I suspect if he plays well the next two weeks that he'll keep that starting role, not obviously Jeremiah Nanai's, but Cohen Hess's. So Left edge, he's a gun. He's about mid 400 Ks. Yeah. So just, just, yeah, just want to have a bit of a yeah. look at him. And there. just coming off ACL, so could be a little bit slower, but he boy can play. Boys, the big topic of the week. And you know what? We talk, probably the big topic the week after and the week after because there's still going to be people trying to get him in. Nico Hines, 180 points last week. Heart's broken. Some people just loving life watching that one. Geez, that would have woken up well Monday morning. Before we get into it, can I roll out a stat for you? You're allowed, mate. I had a look, as I tend to do, because I actually find it fascinating to see how those, those rises and falls can happen within ranks. Um, obviously a 50-50 call last week for me, Harry versus Nico. If I would have gone with Nico, mm. I'd be sitting 6,000th in the overall rankings. As opposed to? 45. It's a 40k difference with one decision, which clearly reflects how easy yeah. you can move. So that's why we say don't panic. Like one call can just shoot you up. Could not be uh, a better in indication, mate. And that's why it's just like a 39,000 spot rank differential. Yep. And that's why you tell people, like, well, I tell people don't panic because ha- that's Do enormous. not panic. And I look at this week, and we'll get to him later, Ruben <coughs> Garrick, but I think a lot of people had reserve to get Ruben Garrick in this week. I think something like the 15th most traded in at the time of recording. People have obviously gone straight to Nico, and now they can't get in Ruben Garrick. So I'm like, you know what? Garrick has a 150 in him. What happens if he comes out and does that and Nico does go 60 or 70 this week? Things can change so quickly, so just chill. Anyway... None of us own him, which is great for the sake of the podcast because what are you doing with him? Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Uh, you, he's the most traded-in player for obvious reasons, but the dilemma is that next week the Sharkies have the buy. He obviously won't change in price after this week because he'll have only played two games. Are you waiting or are you getting on board? Well, on paper, this fixture does look – it looks enticing against the Warriors at Shark Park, but the Warriors are top four. They, they haven't conceded more than 20 points to a team this, this season so far. So two or three tries they're leaking every game. It's not that many. Um, and I think it's, it's Jackson Ford who's going to be marking up on Hines on that edge as well. So we'll see how that goes. I just don't see him going absolutely massive. There's no, as we said, we're not, don't panic if you don't have Hines. There's, there's no panicking here. Like I'm panicking. But I'm not panicking. That's, that's, <laughs> trying not to panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think, uh, you know, the, the Warriors are going to fold like the Dragons did. The Dragons were, that, that was some of the worst defending I've seen in a long time, you know. Hines was just running across the field, having his way. They, they were just falling for his tricks over and over and over. Um, it, it was shocking, really. They had, they had no, no ticker whatsoever. Um, Hello, Paul. But yeah, I, I talk about sort of p- playing Supercoach reactively versus proactively um, <clears throat> each season. But um, normally I'm a, I'm a fan of, like, I see Hines playing well. He's obviously in form. He looks faster, as the spy was saying. Um, I'm a fan of you trade him in once you see that. But I think logistically with the buy coming up, it makes more sense to wait. And I think it's, it, could, it could be sort of a pod sort of move. To just wait for him. Everyone's, everyone's There's no shutter spy. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Desi, and I don't want to sound like it's uh, sour grapes, but the Dragons did not throw a bloody thing at him, making it a lot harder to stomach as a non-owner. Uh, 
the issue is that you're right, that the Warriors look really good this season. But we've also been given false hope with the Warriors before and we can see them flick a switch one way to a positive or to a negative very quickly. And like they the Sharks could do the same to the Warriors. Like we know Spy that <laughs> You're not going to make the same mistake in the sense that he's definitely got another 180 in him this week if the Warriors don't turn up. What are you doing? The other thing is you don't necessarily need 180. You take away four tries this and he still gets a ton, which I'd be laughing at. Yeah. I'll start by saying I'd be careful about ripping your whole side apart mm. before the bye. Um, I do understand you've got to do some drastic things and make your side look worse. Maybe you do spend this week, next week when he's on the bye preparing to get him. I get that. Uh, for me, though... Uh, he was traded in at 6.03 on Sunday night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he, he threw that cut ball to Mullitalo. <clears throat> Not even. He bounced across, tackle bust and offloaded before that. That was the third minute. And I just went, I've, I've made a mistake here. So he'll be straight in. I won't be making that mistake again. I could get it, get to him one trade. The frustrating part is, like, things happen in supercoach and sport where you go, I was never getting him, just too good. I was always getting him. We spoke about it. Early in the season, I held Sammy Walker so I could go to Nico round four, and I didn't do it. So Imagine having a bit of ticker desi <coughs> back in your own calls. I think yeah. everyone's getting high. He, he's not going to be the guy that wins you Supercoach at the end of the day, is he? You, you're Every, right. Everyone's you might lose it for soon. you, though. Well, uh, not, not having him, you yeah. mean, for, for yeah. just two rounds. You're right, though, Spy. It's one that I say all the time. It's that if you're firm on your decisions <coughs> and you go with it and it doesn't pay off, so be it. But when you second guess and don't do it and then you back someone else, it kills you. So, like, example, Khan Pereira turning up on the weekend, Will Warbrick getting 88 or whatever it was. I was never playing him in yep. my CT. Didn't day. hurt at so all. So when they did it, I was like, it's cool. I was never playing him in my side. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I was like, sweet, I'll take the cash, whatever. I'll say two things as well, Desi. One, you're a stubborn man. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, as, as we is. all know. Uh, so am I, too. <laughs> To be fair, but um, you also, you know, you hated the Cowboys last year and that didn't matter what they did in the regular season. You Desi, meant, Desi actually meant this year. Look how bad the Cowboys <laughs> got his words are. mixed up yeah, in yeah, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about this year. But anyway, you're so a stubborn man. So I can get he's it. He's in for you, Spy. He's in. But I was also going to say, you said um, old mate host to be marking him. Everyone's marking Nico, mate. He's everywhere. I was he going to say left that as to well. right to you, middle. You don't, you don't mark Nico. He's, he's mostly there, though. He's mostly. He there. drifts into your zone and then he leaves yeah. it half a step later. Then and, he's gone. And you, just, you just hope that anyway, he leaves it quickly. He's straight in. Not even hesitating. Right, he's in. Spy. Actually, before we get to, no, let's go with it now. <clears throat> Question from Andrew Jeffrey. Worth boosting for a third time to get Hines this week. This is you, mate. You're you're pulling the trigger on your third boost of the season. <clears throat> Panic. Panic. <laughs> Well, firstly, I don't, I'm not boosting for Hines. I'm actually boosting for Gary. Oh, I, 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 I want them both. Yeah, right. My first trade is Marnie to Hines direct. Uh, then I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a third, third boost. So I, I really want Garrick this week. It'll give me the side I've aimed for from round one, which is the last two pieces of the puzzle are Nico and Garrick. The earlier I do it, the more chance I have of six or, or not six or seven bikes, but three or four bikes that can go 150. I just, I don't want to miss that 150 again. Mm. So he's coming in. Uh, I've also got Ruben Cotter sitting there doing nothing for me. Um, so I can downgrade him to someone who can just average 45, make some money, cover buyers. I think I'm just trying to get ahead of the game, set mm. my side up as early as possible, get those boosts in. I'll be very reluctant to use a boost then until the buyers. I think that'll be handy to have, but it also means anyone who doesn't bring in Nico um, over the next two weeks will be looking to get him in, whereas I can just sit back, put the feet up and make some proactive moves if need be, or rest up then on the trades. But 
I'm happy to go three boosts. I don't mm. think they're necessarily vital to have. They're good to have, but I'm setting my side Last up. season, Spy, it, we, sh- <coughs> we saw, I don't know how you boys end up, but I know I... I don't know if I finished the season with a boost up the sleeve. I think I used one maybe the second last round or thereabouts or, or pretty late on in the piece, but I, I actually wasn't looking like using the third boost, uh, the, the last boost. Um, this season, though, three... Is it two extra weeks? And three buy rounds. So my, we're still learning about the best time to use the boost. I still believe that it is around the origin period when we need to make, like, we set our team up for the first major buy round and <coughs> we've got a lot of junk once that first major buy round finishes and we need to make moves to get our side back to where we want it to be slash in prep for the next major buy round. I'm still trying to hold on to my boost for around that period. I'm not against using three early on. As you said, mate, you get in Garrett this week. You get in Nico Hines. So they're big players and that could pay off. Two boosts at this point, I think you're certainly fine. bit reluctant to, to go with the third so early. I'll say on that, I, I am a little reluctant because I agree that origin period is much harder than previous mm. years. So if you remember, the boosts were brought in for COVID, COVID outs, which never really eventuated. But we also didn't have three major bye weeks with buys around them. So they could be handy and... The thing around Garrick is, as bad as I do want him, he has Penrith the week after. Um, so there's potential I can mm. save that boost. Only use one trade this week. Um, just cross those fingers against Newcastle. Then he doesn't worry me too much against Penrith. Uh, that's the other play. So I'll go one of two ways this weekend. Um, but I did say to myself Sunday night, if I, I want to be aggressive with those high-scoring guys, which is why I'm leaning towards the boost at the moment. But... Yeah, it's, it's a big decision, to be you honest. You do a flip this season. You're going very aggressive. <coughs> Desi. We have. Desi, who two years ago, probably one of the most aggressive supercoach players I've ever seen. Love it. Love the approach. Last year, you sort <coughs> of came back to the pack a little bit. You listened to my advice and you went a bit more long game, but not quite <laughs> there. Not quite there. This year, mate, you're really sitting on your hands. Is yeah. it stubbornness or are you just getting wiser in I'm your just, old age? That's it. I think I'm just maturing. You know, I saw I saw you play that season um, <laughs> from start to finish where you came second. Exceptional <laughs> season. And, you know, you just you just kept a level head the whole way, made <clears throat> made vanilla trades or semi-vanilla trades, and, you know, you, you should have won the thing. Thanks, Desi. <laughs> the other thing is, man, Desi, we know we don't like to agree too much. So yeah, he yeah. saw me get aggressive and went, I better chill out here. Yeah. <laughs> nice thing Desi's ever said to me. shock jockey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I am holding off at this point. I haven't ruled out getting him in. I just, uh, I'm really keen on Garrick this week. It's the buy. It's the buy coming up after it. And I just think he's not going to go up in price. I know he's got another big score potential in him, but I'm just hoping he can sit to 80 to 100, whatever it might be. And the week after, when he's out, I'm like, you've got 900K on your bench. I'm like, is it worth it for one week? Depends on your depth as well, doesn't it? If you look to next week, um, a lot of us will have two players on the buy this weekend for mm. Fita and maybe one other time. Tanner Boyd maybe. Yeah, um, him. If you've then got one or two Sharks, you've basically got the same bench next weekend. So if that bench looks pretty good, I think it's more positive on getting Nico. A lot will have Teague, a lot will have obviously <coughs> Nico. Mm. They're the main sort of ones. Mulatalo maybe, but flies. it just means you can check your bench next weekend. If it looks really strong... I think there's positives in going Nico. It doesn't really matter. Mm. Whereas if you're playing someone you Good really point. don't want if to. You can, if you can cover him mm. and you've got a strong 17 and you're not bringing a battler in you as your 17th man. Yep. Yeah. So, look, 
a few nightmares could drop in the next couple of days and I could just wake up too scared not to own him. But at this stage, I'll be holding off. Would you hold off if it wasn't for Garrick this weekend? I'm really keen on Garrick. Because you really want Garrick. That's your, your I'm main I'm really thing, keen on it? Garrick, yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's a good point about Penrith the week after, Spy. <clears throat> I just love how direct Schuster's playing on that left edge. I, I liked him last week. But, as I said, because of the Sattler Memorial, the, the bunnies got up for it so much. It was, I think it was probably a tougher game than it that may have otherwise been. Tommy Turbo sweeping out the back. I just think um, Garrick's going to kill it. I watched last week's game and I sort of thought, oh, you know, got away with this one pretty well for those who bought Garrick and didn't he got too many. And he finished with 71 or something. He had three line breaks in an absolute dour affair where they couldn't yeah. stand up. This weekend, sad day over at Mudgee. I'm actually going to VC Garrick and... The way I've sort of got it set up this weekend, if I need to drop someone like an Alamotti out of my centres, doesn't really matter too much. So I get a crack at the Garrick into Hines. So I'm doing it actually. No it's on camera. Uh, maybe. So I think Garrick could go mental. <laughs> I think I think Turbo's the VC if you're going to captain Hines. Surely. I'm going Garrick. I, I don't think that's the play. but He's going to score a hat-trick and kick six <laughs> goals. Um, but I'm doing it. I'm using my boost. I'm not changing my mind. Done. I'll live and learn next week if I'm wrong. <laughs> You know what I hope people Decisive Captain Decisive boys I hope people Captain Hines this week Because my C is going to be on Tom Trebojevic And he's going to score 200 He may well uh, Decisive There's a question from a pretty popular one From Darren McNamara Boys Is it worth buying Pezzett To then sell for Hines after his buy Highly likely Pezzett only plays one game In that two week time span as well So Pezzett break even I believe it's negative 80 Jerome Hughes will be back next week Pezzett Either goes to 14 or drops out of the team. Or Munster goes to fullback. Meany wing, Pezzett seven. He's playing very well. So, Spy, you're, you're in this boat and there's big money in coming for Pezzett <coughs> probably only one week, but maybe longer. Have you considered this play? I've considered it. Obviously, as soon as I decided to get Nico in, I couldn't do it. But I think it, there's some merit in taking the probably 100k this week. Just in the off chance he then gets named at seven the yeah. week after. I don't um, like doing things on the off chance, mate. Yeah, I don't. My gut says no. Mm. I'm just saying there's merit in it. If you need some money, there's a chance he holds that spot. He's a very, very good player. And maybe Melbourne's better off with Munster at the back if they've got two good halves. It'd just be interesting to see how it plays and out. Like, I just, here's what I see happening. <clears throat> Hughes comes back next week. Peasant drops out. Hines isn't playing either. I mean, firstly, let's say Cleary was to do something to him this week and get HA and wasn't playing. You're short a half. That's a bit dramatic, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, but no, but that's yeah. actually not what I was going to get to. That was, that was just a side thought. Mid thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's say Pezzett doesn't play next week, and then the week after, when round seven are to be, when Nico does come back, let's say the Storm get pumped in round six. And they go, you know what? Spy, you're right. Belly eight goes, you're a wise man, Spy. I need to listen to you more. And he throws months at a fullback, and he brings Pezzett in, and you're sitting there, and you've got to. Shit, I've got to go another week without either <laughs> probably uh, without Nico. Without Nico that week, yeah, I don't like that as much. Well, that could um, that definitely could happen. Yeah, he the other thing that could happen, Pezzet could also pay off the bench that bye week for Nico, so he could get two price rises. But very much, not very much in the Trindle mould there. Yeah, I think my answer would be I'm not doing it, but there is some merit to the argument. You're taking a bit of a risk there. I I wouldn't, but I think okay. I don't want to write it off because I can see what could happen. 
Guys, for anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding and the honeymoon. Not probably, you absolutely would be. I spoke to the guru the other day. He's in all sorts of the poor bugger. Married in a couple of weeks, the big fella. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message to get in contact with them. The boys will also make sure there's no nasty surprises, no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they give you a free plan worth $129 because you're a listener of the SC Playbook podcast, so make sure you mention that when you do get in touch with them. Cannot stress enough just how easy it is. You don't even have to pick up the phone. If you're having a scroll on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it might be next week, Instagram, I don't know if they're on Facebook, sorry. Flip them a message at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. If you're not on Instagram, go to any of the articles on the SC Playbook website. There's an email, QR code, mobile phone number, everything you need to get in touch with them. Boys, our hot topics of the week. We're going to start with a question from that man himself, Paddy Johnson. <coughs> oh. Loves his super coach, but he's gone to a whole new level of keenness this season. He messaged me at 12 times a day. I've got to respond to a little bugger. He's a good man. Who is the better trade-in target this week out of Cleary and Hines? It sounds silly, but I get it because he says Cleary's bottoming out this week or next and the Sharks have the buy next week. Cleary's the 10th most sold player, clearly going straight to Nico Hines. So Hines seems the obvious option, but Spy, I believe you're a Cleary owner already. <coughs> Break even for Cleary, tick over 100. Could easily hit that against the Raiders this week. I hate to say it. Uh, Mm. Jack Whiten's out now as well. Terrifying. The fact that Cleary's getting two games to Nico's one and Nico's not going to change price, could you go Cleary before Hines? You definitely could. Would I, based on last week? Probably not. Mm. But I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I just think... My thought process around this is I can see Cleary getting back to 100 level. Um, I don't know if he'll break out just yet to what we've seen in the past, but he might get that 100, 110. Yeah, Nico could still do that 150 plus, I think, easier than Cleary just at the moment. But, mm. yeah, I th- that, as I said before, there's merit to it. I don't mind it. Depends on the depth we spoke about before. If you can cover Hines next week okay, then I still think he's the buy while we check how Cleary's looking. But... Yeah, don't mind it. Plenty of Nathan Merritt's getting around today, Spy. Yeah, plenty of Nathan Merritt's. That kind of week. Boys, Josh Schuster, second most traded in, 241k. <laughs> break even negative 12. Very popular this week for obvious reason. Desi, you're a Manly fan. I think the question is, is he a must-have? Because two weeks ago, we scored, we scored seven, uh, 59 points with three try assists. <clears throat> base of nine. For any new listeners, base we go on about all the time. We'll continue to. Base stats are your runs plus your tackles minus your missed tackles. Basically, your floor if things go wrong. Uh, and yet, not if they go wrong, if you don't get any attacking stats on top. His base this week was a bit better, 25 points, but for 26 points. Is he a must-have or is there, is there a world where you can go elsewhere? There is a world you can go elsewhere. Um, I got him last week, but yeah, the base is obviously the concern. But I think... It, this is kind of a week where he could just feed Turbo in for a hat-trick against mm. Newcastle. And they're not going to be kick assists like in the first game. He, they're a bit skewed because he wasn't getting the line-break assists. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, once he starts getting those line-break assists... There's two off-kicks, wasn't it? Yeah, two or three? I think two. Yeah. yeah. Once he starts uh, putting, putting Turbo into those gaps, which he will, it's, it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, you'll, see, you'll see his 59s turn into 70, 80s sort of scores, which are... 
you know, he's going to make a lot of money, so it's very hard to bypass him. But there is a world where he goes 20, 20, 20 mm. in a row and makes no money, but it's not going to be this world. And I suppose at the end of the day, you don't have to play him in your 17 every week. Spy, no. I believe you're going against him. <clears throat> yeah, my biggest issue is I just don't know if I've got room for him at the moment. I certainly don't have room in the back row. Uh, I think there's too many good buys there. 5'8", I've got Katoa, so there's every chance I could go Katoa to him next week. But let's see how Katoa plays first with some quality ball. Maybe gets a bit more ball without he, O'Sullivan. He was playing on, he was getting no ball, just yeah. very sporadically, and he was still getting tri-assists, so maybe he breaks out and goes really well. You don't need to waste a trade then. Um, the other thing with Schuster is, you just spoke about it, he puts Tommy in space, but that will often then see Tommy hit the centre or the winger. Uh, which means Schuster does all the hard work for no glory in Supercoach terms. Yeah. Uh, he might get some co- trial contributions. So it really comes down to, to will Tommy put the head down and score himself or just tip on to Garrick or um, Big Red on the outside. So, yeah, I'm happy to wait a week. Uh, if you've, I don't mind him as a buy if you've got something obvious there to do, but I don't think there's a need to push it. Mm. Spy between that, that tea, the caffeine hit over there, the world's largest Powerade... <laughs> Tinny's on your right, unopened at this stage, probably a good thing. You must be the world's most hydrated bloke at the moment. Yeah, we're meant to have some footy finals tonight, man, you? Yes, true. I I actually bought this for the team at Uh, half time. We're down some subs and I've got some bananas over there as well, so (laughs) went shopping for the the team and she's washed out, so on to next week. Uh, Josh Schuster (laughs) for me, he'll be coming into my squad. I'm going to bat the ability. I like the matchup with the Knights. I'll be playing him this week, I think. Uh, into the Panthers and Storm, two very tough games following that. So lends itself to, you know, maybe you don't have to get him this week, but uh, I'm going to back Josh Schuster's ability. Dude can play footy. Back row or 5'8 for you? Back row for Luke Garner. Uh, of course, and yeah. And yep. on the Beers and Brayhaven's podcast, obviously dropped tomorrow afternoon. Uh, last week I did my five-week plan to get Nico Hines in. That has very quickly been fast-tracked into a three-week plan. Jackson Ford, we spoke out. Boys, we spoke time and time again about a few things. CT dubs, give them time to to get across for their tries and be patient with them. We saw it with Camp Pereira, we saw it with Will Warbury. Front rollers, we've also said time and time again that it's just not the place to chase points and chase differentials. Last week, we sat here and we said, had this big discussion on Tino versus Tapani v. Payne Haas versus Torhu Harris. And I think they all scored within about five points of each other. Yeah. Torhu obviously got injured. Desi, it just reinforced what we already knew, that it doesn't mean by getting him in you can't have a solid 75 averaging player. I get that. But at the same time, Nico Hines, these high-ceiling players, if you're serious about really going deep in Supercoach, comes out and gets 180. It's just not the position to chase points, is it? <coughs> No, it's not, but I don't think these three guys are the same at all. I think there is a actually a, a quite a big contrast about who who pokes through that pokes their head through the line more out of these three guys. Is it Tino? Is it Tarpane? Or is it Haas? Who who looks closer to line breaks every single run? You're telling the story, mate. <laughs> who do you think it is? You're going to say Haas, but it's Payne Haas. I, I don't he looks think like he's going to poke through. Payne Haas is the last one about it for me in terms no, of he, threatening the line and, and jagging tries. For me, it's Tarpany. Tino's a try scorer. Tarpany will get better. He's actually Tarpany. Watched he him he close didn't, last he didn't week. look like breaking the line. At he all. didn't, and he still nearly scored seventy. Yeah, he's just he had get, sixty-seven in base, yeah. or sixty-five in base. <clears throat> 
the Raiders have been given some ridiculous... Like, they've got very little strike out wide. They've got Seb Chris, who's a centre at fullback. Jack Wine's about to be injured, uh, suspended, should I say, or he <coughs> is. And they've just been said, don't offload, boys. They had three offloads after 78 minutes last week, and there was an extra one from CHN chasing the game. Taps hasn't looked like offloading. It has like, to come, doesn't it? And ta- tackle bus as well. Oh has to, it has to come. Um, scratch it. He doesn't look up to scratch to me, I don't think. I think Haas looks much more dangerous <coughs> at the line, offloading, breaking tackles. We've spoken about this better to me. on but our chat the, plenty They're of times. actually quite similar. Yeah. Haas is a bit more so than far, him. So far, so far. Yeah, and but Haas looks <coughs> unreal and, and Taps looks okay. Yep. So when they level out a bit, what it, happens? it's Tappany all day. I'm, and it's, I'm still close on Tino, I wanna, by the way. I love Tino. I want to put a bet on this. Who's going to average more this season, Taps or Haas? Oh, Let's have a chat during the week right. and we'll, we'll put it on socials. I'll get some rules in place, but happy to take that. Let's go. Spy doesn't like a spur of the I think the subbies are going to... Are they going to back us? It's because they've got to check his numbers. He's got a fair <laughs> head start. Is the bet... It's is he going to catch much, him? Man. It's not that much, not honestly. Much. I, I'm, I'm team taps. It's tapping. The point was, right. last week we had this discussion and they all scored about the same. So it's just, yeah. Anyway. Um, a real-life scenario, I've got Cotter sitting there on my bench at the moment, um, which means I've got Stefano... And Christian Welch mm. as my starting front rowers. I've got an option to go Cotter straight up to one of those boys. Yeah, little, oh. Mr. little Mr. Cocky about his strong front row a couple of weeks ago. Now you're in all sorts, mate. Don't need it. I'm going to go down to get those upside guys that you just spoke about. So you're running Welch and Stefano up yeah, front row. Yeah, happy with it. Happy with it. Yeah. No, I and don't then, mind. The, I don't yeah. mind the approach. And then turn one of those boys into. One of those well, Stefano's about to peak, so in two to three weeks' time, you can go he bang can, up he to He can one go up, three. so that's the no, plan. No, I, I actually, I like the approach. Reese Walsh, the little animal that he is. 18 wow. break-even, made a tonne of cash last week, about 100k. We could be going him to Latrell Mitchell for a profit in a couple of weeks. That's exciting. Fifth most, perch, fifth most purchased. Obviously, the Tigers this week. Desi, I know you're giving the Tigers a hell of a sniff in this one. Uh, is it too late on Reese Walsh? Is my question. I mean, probably not. He's <laughs> he's pulling these tries just out of nowhere. Six fifty six k, nineteen break even comes up against <clears throat> the Tigers Raiders Titans. Like I said, I think the Tigers. Are <laughs> I think they'll win at Suncorp Stadium. I know it's first versus last, <clears throat> but they've won the last three games at Suncorp, I believe. Um, and Dewey averages about one hundred and forty at Suncorp Stadium, so. I give the Tigers every chance of turning their season around this week. I think they're going to win is, at some stage, aren't is, they? This is the week sure, to do surely. it. Surely, <laughs> I, I think the Broncos maybe aren't as good as where their ranking on the ladder is. Put it that way. They've been playing well, no doubt. But I actually agree with you a lot. I yeah. think they've put a few games away with a bit of class late, but they haven't really. They could have lost a few of those. Drags was um, last 10 minutes. Dolphins yeah. easily Reece could have Walsh them. is just pulling out amazing tries. Yes. He's playing really well. He's, he's had 10 line assists in three games. He's, yeah. His left to right last week to hit Cobo was just sexy. Mm. Jesus, good ball. If oh. he has an off game, you know, they're in trouble. Yeah. Put it that way. Um, but insane. I think the Broncos are fantastic. But I do agree, maybe just overachieving a little bit in terms of ladder position. So it's going to be a good clash Saturday night. Too late on Reese Walsh, by or not? Too late. I think oh, I'd probably find it a little bit hard to go from now. Um, there's probably other things you're probably looking mm. to do. I think you might have missed the boat. Um, the only thing is if Latrell does carry that sort of knee niggle that we suspect he has um, and he doesn't come back to his best for another four or five weeks, Teddy maybe doesn't get back to it. There's a world where you could hold Rolsch for that next month and score really well, make more <laughs> money. So, 
Yeah. Watch Rolsh's break in. Rolsh's? Rolsh's? He makes me that nervous. He's so yeah. good looking. I um, can't even talk. I don't <laughs> I don't mind him as a buyer this week. I, th- I said I'm. you boys are a bit more bullish about the Tigers than I am. Squad on paper is good, but they're not dishing much up, boys. So uh, I don't mind either way. I think if you're looking to get Walsh in this week, I think that's fine. Okay. Uh, Cameron Munster's the 10th most traded in. <coughs> People are struggling for five eights, boys. So we'll tie in the part two of this, and that's Adam Dewey being the second most traded out. Based on your takes on the Tigers, your very surprising takes on the Tigers, I think we all own Dewey. Uh, I personally am holding on to him. I just have other things in my team that I need to address. Adam Dewey, he dropped 53K last week. Breakevens 90, which is achievable. Looked okay with that sore hoof last week. Uh, so firstly... What are you doing with Dewey and is Cam Munster the solution at 5'8"? I think Munster is the number one 5'8", no doubt. Um, but I think Dewey is probably number two. I, I probably still have him above Dylan Brown. I know a lot of people traded mm. him to, to D-Bags last week, but I just don't think the Eels will be anywhere near as good as they were last season. And I think D-Bags is going to be one that, that sort of impacts. You haven't seen it that much over the opening few rounds, though. He still scored pretty well. Um but yeah, as I said, Dewey scores of 122 and 154 his last two games at Suncorp Stadium. They are enormous scores. Um, and he could easily pull something like that out. He scored 54 last week against, against uh, who was it, Melbourne, doing absolutely nothing. He mm. did nothing and he scored 50. You can't trade out someone like that. Who pulls out fifty points doing nothing at five hundred and seventy k? No, it's not worth it. He's he's so undervalued. We spoke about it last week, but his foot is going to come good, barring an aggravation, of course. His foot's going to come good, and he'll get back to his best. You expect he's still goal kicking. Uh, I just don't think there's that much between Munster and a fit Dewey. Um, it's a maybe that, it's a week it's or a two blessing away. That he's the second most traded out. I yeah, you, certainly is. And holding. I do like Dylan Brown a lot. Yeah, um, I think he'll be outstanding, but. I'm very happily holding Dewey at the moment, especially that price. Yeah, Paris draws about to soften up. They play all three of the the Origin weeks. Still, Brown won't be impacted by that as a Kiwi. Scored really well against good opposition this season. People got him in last week. He scored like early to mid 40s, so it's good. We can sit back and have. Don't need to have a look at him. We know he's going to produce, but we can wait for him to hopefully drop a little bit of cash and pick him up in two to three weeks. I think they play all three major buys, Para, um, which is massive. 13th. You got headphones on over there, mate. I just <laughs> said that. I missed you. Jesus Christ. Tuned out. That's what I deal with every week. Ah, it's one of the credit that one. Clip, clip mine up, please. Desi, le, le, Desi, <laughs> Trail Mitchell, ninth most sold. You're sticking strong. Yeah, I, I am. Um, you kind of yeah, Cam Murray as well. Uh, Latrell, they're, they're just underperforming <coughs> at the moment. You know, they're, they're guns of Supercoach. They always have been. Um, You've heard of rage trading, but I'm rage holding these guys. <laughs> rage holding. I'm rage holding them because, you know, Murray's only taking five runs a game. He could easily just ramp that up to 10, 12. And then he's, 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 only, he's still scoring 60 points. It's only probably 10 points off what he averages normally. So I can dig my toes in with Murray and the yeah. as well, mate. I, I know Spice sold him last week. I know he wasn't great, but he's scratching the surface, isn't he? The, yeah. the bunnies... The Bunnies draw is so hard this season. Like, like early on, I should say. 
Um, but it doesn't impact Murray that much. I've got a couple of pretty strong thoughts on this. No, no Nathan Merritt's here. This is very strong. Latrell is a must hold if you yeah. own him. Like he's dropped value. He's only going to get fitter and fitter. The draw opens up. Definitely hold Latrell. Uh, the reason I and the reason I sold Murray is because there's so many quality back row options uh, at value. It's not even the thing that I'm saying. Oh, Murray's not going to be great. If, Probably will be. He's Cam Murray's Cam Murray, but if you can, for 150, 200k, get up, the option, if you're yeah. getting a Hosking or a forward who does a good job on your bench to then fund Hines and these sort of guys, that's why I understand selling Murray. So he's um, got Melbourne Bulldogs, Dolphins. He could easily score three tries in a row against yeah. those. Yeah. In into Panthers, Broncos, Storm. That first ten rounds for the forum so tough. Yeah, we we right. know what Murray can do, and people say it all the time. You can't trade Murray. I'm like, hang on, like there's more to this story. Why are you trading someone? Is the question. It's not just because you don't think he's going to score well. It's to open up other avenues for your side. Um, As we said, Spy, yeah. it's two <clears throat> RF stacked. Yep. So I get it. Yep. And I'm with you on the trail. He yep. dropped cash last week. He's got the big break, break even. It's it's three figure break even one twenty odd. So he could hit that this week. He'll be back soon if it's not yeah. this week or he the next. He really does just look unfit, though. Like, I can say that having captained him last week. Mm. He, he just, was. He um, looks like he's put on a. I don't know this a for weight. a fact, but he has put on a few kilos, and that yeah. suggests he's probably not training much. Probably just, carrying something. Yeah, just trying to maybe manage him through the week. Um, but Latrell's Latrell. We know yeah, how good I he is. And I can't wait to get I him. I might in. send him to Tedesco yeah. when. Maybe even next week. I'm not sure. If you're that concerned uh, uh, about him, why don't you flip him to <coughs> Walsh or someone? Oh, I'd much rather Teddy. I think Teddy, yeah, I think Teddy's Teddy. coming straight into my team like, to Teddy as soon as now. I can. But I agree. Teddy's yeah. that close Teddy? to a breakout. Because everyone's trading Teddy out. It just makes me want him all that much more. Well, do it. Do it. I don't mind it. Just do it. <laughs> oh. We're not sponsored by Nike. That'd be good. If um, one, one day. One day. Boys, we've spoken out Ruben Garrick. We're all Desi started with him. Great, great <coughs> player, mate. You copped with the stick for that, but um, it was a master stroke in hindsight. Uh, is it too late on Will Warbrick and Carm Pereira? They've both got a ton more cash incoming. <coughs> Eighth and seventeenth most traded in players. Too late, boy. Definitely not. Um, especially Carm Pereira. Obviously, don't do it this week just because they've Scotty. got Mamalo up there and Jojo Fafita. And Fafita. I cannot see how he could lose that left spot given how good he looks, but. Mm. Maybe they want a different style of, you know, kick-returning winger. But if he's named next week, he's going to make a short yep. load of cash those two weeks. Then you can sell him on for, not whoever you want, but someone pretty good two weeks later. So not too late there. And Warbrick, yeah, I think if, if you need to get someone in, if you don't have him, that's fine as well. Still wouldn't be playing him in my side, but negative 70 break even for Carm Pereira. So as I said. Not too late for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> with our rankings, we need to start sort of trying to, yeah, God. <laughs> Captain Pele. Uh, um, oh, fellas. Greg Marzu. Well. We knew how good he is at Supercoach, but 122 points for the Knights, 44 in base. <coughs> he, what an absolute animal. Now. That's Karaz like stuff, that. Oh, that's serious base. We were sort of sitting here, myself included, saying <coughs> could be relevant, but the. The benefit to him was going to be playing on Caelan Pong's left edge. No Caelan Pong were there. It didn't matter. Imagine if he wasn't. He swapped Caelan. sides. Played on the right. right. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Initially, and, um, like based on the trials, it was going to be yeah. playing on the left outside KP, which was he'd probably average about 300 if he was on KP's left edge when KP's fit. Anyway, it didn't matter. 581K, 
on the radar, Desi? He's a monster. <laughs> He's a monster. I, I had him in my team round one. So um, did I. In my team that reveal, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it was it injury? Uh, was yes. No, no. He, he was he was injured and then Didn't they made him return. Yeah, yeah, took a bit to find his way back in. <clears throat> yeah, I I want him in. I think he's going to be top four centre wing for the season along Oof. along with Gary Kiraz and <clears throat> probably Valor Toto as number four. Spy, you look ready to go over there, mate. What do you got? Oh, I just had a, a look as well. Forty four in base, yes. 24 in tackle busts. That's 68 without doing anything. 24. Uh, 12, 12 tackle busts. 20 and 24, 24 runs. Third highest yeah. tackle buster in the My club. issue is the same issue we've had with <coughs> him for a long, long time. Job sec. Job sec. So, like, you see there, why hasn't this bloke played 100 first grade games yet? <coughs> because defensively he's a liability. And maybe he's improved this, but how many times we had this discussion? Why didn't he play every game for the Titans? Because of defensive liabilities. So on that, he's going to be, have Ruben Garrick, Josh Schuster, and Tom Trebojevic coming at him this week. Ooh. If they put four past him, he could be back in reserve grade in no time. So I think he could be a good buy. Don't do it this week. I think he is a genuine weight. Yeah, uh, especially against Manly, they're defending pretty well. Especially on that edge, he's probably less likely to score one or two tries. Tell you what, there's a question coming at some point, uh, potentially about buys, and I'll jump ahead a little bit now. I've just started to keep a little eye on things. If I'm fifty-fifty on guys, I just have a little look down to round thirteen. That first major buy, mm. Marju plays it, so that's a good little point of difference to say, "Yep, you're getting someone in who could be a keeper and plays that buy." Because even if they're not a keeper, you can then sell them round 14 to that next buy player. So you're saving trades straight away. So I don't mind that. So, Spy, that question was from Harry Watts. We'll bring it up a little bit. Uh, and it's basically said, when should we start focusing solely on that aspect of Supercoach, the buy period? I haven't given a lot of thought yet. It's only this week's been the first week where I've just had a little look at if I'm bringing in like my downgrade option for Cotter. Mm. I want someone who's paying that first buy... It's just bonus points that week without having to make a trade to get them. So still still target your guns. I've still got the focus on getting your best side, but those little decisions like if it's a downgrade or you're 50-50 on someone, I think just have a little look at round 13. Um, and if that's going to help you decide between, for me, if I'm downgrading a front rower, maybe a Sean Kepi who I quite mm. like against someone who might not play it, he might play that by and punch out 45-50 without having to use an extra trade around the buy period to get him. So I think keep an eye on it is probably the answer. Also, g'day to Harry, good young fella. Um, what do you think, boys? Is it do you ponder it at all yet? Or the, the danger around it for me <coughs> of looking too early is what if we got eight or so or nine rounds before we while. get before we get to it? So much can happen between that time. Blokes fall off the radar and start scoring <coughs> poorly. They get injured. They get HIA the week before. Um, they. You bring them into your team because they're killing it, and then you're looking at them as a buy option. But then because they're killing it, they're in unreal form. Then they get picked in Origin. Lots can change. So if you're picking your team around buys this early on, definitely keep an eye on it. Spy one you always say is that if you're fifty-fifty between two players this early on in the season, have a look at if one's available for the first buy round. Tiebreaker. Let, let that be the tiebreaker. Yeah. But Desi, I think oh, I'm a bit like Spy. I think I'll. I've got an eye on it, but two to three weeks, I'll start, I suppose, formally making decisions around it. Yeah. 
I think it's way too early to even think about it, mm. <laughs> to be honest. I, I only really start looking maybe a month out. Let's be honest, you didn't even know there were buys. <laughs> yeah. What's a buy? <laughs> you just play. No idea. Play, play what's in front of you. Eyes that's off, it. That's it. Maddie, what's, uh, what's your buy strategy, mate? You've had to look forward to that? Uh, <laughs> Ten-week plan? I, yeah, no, nah, I've, I've got absolutely – I'm just going to close my eyes when the buys, when the big buys happen, and then I'll open them again when one or two teams have a buy. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> It's worked for people in the past, Matty, so I can work for you as well, mate. Just quietly, um, doing getting your side set early like I'm trying to do does become a positive then as well because in the coming weeks, I can say I've got the guys I want to, don't have to worry about them, start by planning from there. So decisive, I'm telling you. I've made my decision, triple boost. Spy's going to nad this week under the bar. I'm a change man. It took some torture, um, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm a new person. Oh, yeah. You reunit the old spy. <laughs> Each round of the season, guys, we'll be producing an exclusive SC playbook, market of our own through Better. Super, super excited that we've now got access to integrating official NRL fantasy markets. Not Supercoach scoring system, NRL fantasy scoring system. Go and check that out. This week for SC playbook, Better Multi. I'm doubling down, boys. I'm doubling down on Ruben Garrick to go to town on the night. Like it. I just think he will. Ruben Garrick, 60-plus official NRL fantasy points into Tommy Turbo anytime, and I feel good about it. Uh, $3.60 for that one. Ooh. So that's where we're going with You're there. basically getting Tommy Turbo 360 anytime try scorer. That's <laughs> how I look at that. Because Garrick will do it in his sleep. Yep. Uh, to follow along, you can find the link to that market in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description. By going through those channels, it'll let Better know that we sent you. So it'd be much appreciated if you are going to link up with them to use one of those links. Very importantly, guys, it is for those aged 18 plus only. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Boys, we've touched on them a little bit, but uh, start with you, Spy. Your round five trades and your skippers. <clears throat> All right. Where are we? I already know them. I don't need to look. <laughs> Triple boost. Uh, and I'll run through the logic of this. The first thing I'm doing is going read money to Nico Hines. I've got to be honest with you. There was some consideration that I just get rid of Harry because he pissed me off on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm telling you what, I'm still not convinced he's worth that price, but it's Harry. I do love Harry. I won't slander you again, brother. Um, so I'm sticking with him. You'll have his tail between his legs next week and Harry times up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm keeping Harry. Um, hopefully boy. he's back this week, back to running and, and doing his business. I then open up, do I want Garrick? Yes, I do. And I've got Cotter sitting there who I just is basically wasting a bench spot at the moment. Um, I could go up to someone potentially, but I wouldn't have the money to do that. So I'm going to go Cotter down to Sean Kepi. If I find someone better before the weekend, but Kepi's in the 40s. His average is about 300K. He plays that by, he can cover an injury for the week. If, mm. if I have to play him for one week and he gets me 40 to 50, that's fine. It'll do a job. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe going down to that. Um, is it Tino's brother, Isaac? Yeah, Malo, are Malo, we? Yeah. For that extra 100k, but he may not provide cover. He may get dropped. I just think it's they, risky. Who'd they just sign? <coughs> they signed someone. Because I saw a question saying concern around it, a forward. Okay. I just haven't caught up. We will there. find that in a minute. Yeah. I'll leave That's that. It. But there's a bit of bit, bit of depth question yeah. there. Is that right? Um, <coughs> Matty, do you know who that was? Um, Thomas McKayley. Thomas oh, McKayley. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been following him in the Super League, but they've got him back pretty quickly, so maybe a question He has a bit of something about him, so yeah, I think job well, security... Isaac's an edge, isn't he? 
Oh, to be honest, I don't know much about him. Oh, he's actually yeah. an edge, and uh, Tommy McHale is a big bobber through the middle. He's so. definitely real. So I, I, might, have, going to I might have a little look into it, but I kind of need that backup player who I can play for a 40-45 if needed. But with the Titans on the bye this week, it's a <coughs> next week one. Yeah, uh, but I need to do it this yeah, week. Yeah, 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 Roger. Uh, because then I go <laughs> Valentine Holmes, who... He's solid as a rock. I just think I'm with you, mate. I think the Cowboys' upside is capped at the moment. Uh, he looks okay. The, t- the Cowboys look okay. Yeah. They're not last year, not at the moment. Maybe when Drinky comes mm. back, but I'm really, really happy to go Valentine to Garrick. I think the upside in Garrick far, far outweighs Valentine. Um, so I'm going to go from there and get my two boys in Garrick and Nico to join forces with the other elites and start the resurgence. So sorry. So Val's out. Val's out. He goes to Garrick. Oh, that excites me. It is that excites you. Everyone flipping Vale. Yeah. I think you'll keep I think he might average sixty five still. He, like he's solid. He's I mean I prefer yeah. Garrick to him, don't get me wrong, I get it. But uh <coughs> all right, Yeah, so they're in and then I'll V C Garrick or Turbo yet to be decided. I do think Garrick's gonna score three or four. Credit when juice but I uh, you, you around <coughs> Harry Grant last week, you did say when we spoke about skippers that Against the Tigers, they held Marnie the week before. It's not their middles that are the issue, at least defensively. Yep. Uh, it was the edges, so you're spot on. It was just a weak, gutted dog class that you're in and not backing yourself. Oh, yeah. It was a good call, though, uh, and I will might listen to you in future. Yeah, and then I did the captaincy. There was no one else I wanted to go. That was the issue yeah. last week. I like, might as well yeah, be Harry yeah, now yeah. he comes in. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> your skipper's Nico. Uh, definitely skipper Nico, but... If Garrick or Tommy VC for 100 plus, I will know by Sunday what my AE gets, which is mm. awesome. So I can basically have a semi-free crack at the loop. With Nico having the high upside that we know he's got, yep. what, uh, what would, let's say, yeah, AE auto emergency's 20, what, what would you need for a number? Yeah. Given my captaincy this week, probably 50 um, <laughs> <laughs> this year. <laughs> no, I think 110 plus, I'd start to consider it. Yep. Uh, Desi? No trades. Jeez. No trades. Feet up. Feed if, up. If I was going to trade, though, it would be I would take the aggressive approach. I've actually I've I've made trades. I've brought in Heinz, Hosking, and Marziu. Are you trading or not? So no trades no, no, no. except these three. Except no. the three that I've made. <laughs> I just like the look of these three guys in my team. Yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. does it. Everyone yeah. makes the trades. Just has a even look. If, even if they're not going to trade. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd take the aggressive approach on Hosking and Marziu because I think they could both turn into massive keepers. Yep. Um, and that would be at the expense of Murray, Dewey, and Val. Jesus, which I'm, I'm not. Desi. I'm not trading those three guys out yeah, there. It's yeah. just. What's the yeah. unders overs on Desi's trades this week? Got to be a two and a half. No. Two and a half. <laughs> I just with like, and I know Desi is saying that they're not necessarily trades this week, and no. more, they won't be. But they're just the three guys that I when, want in the most. When like when do we have to get fair heads that. One week sample size, like Marjo, I know he's mad. Hosking, I know he's mad, but. One week. I can just visually see it, though. I can see that they're keepers. All you need is one week. I really feel about Hosking and Marju. I admit I didn't watch as closely, but those numbers... Weapon. Weapon. But in saying that, you're waiting a week to do it, so that's fine. Next week you'll do it. It's all right. We can relax. Uh, You (laughs) skip as Desi, Tommy Turbo. Yeah, VC clear. I am going Schuster and Garrick in for Ghana and... Hamiso Tabuai Fido at this stage. Hammer, good job. Made 150-odd K. Break even 30. Dragons matchup. Could easily (coughs) hold him another week. But at the same time, I'm just like, I want Garrick. And, yeah. I like it. My my approach, again, it's probably the long game strategy. I'm just trying to build the strongest squad that I can. And 
when blokes are selling Toto <coughs> and Val Holmes and these guys, I'm trying to keep guns in my team. So Garner and Hammer out, I definitely don't want them there long term. I'm trying to build the strong squad. Fair enough. I like it. Uh, skippers, VC Cleary, C Tommy Turbo, Desi, I hope this is I really hope we're sitting here this time next week and Tommy Turbo's ton double tonned against the Knights. And Heinz is gone. I think for it's 60. possible and Heinz has gone yeah. sixty and we're just like <coughs> we're back in business. Relax. I'm not coming next week if that happens. <laughs> um, just on just back to that buy question quickly, that's something that does play into my role, my thinking a little bit with someone like Val. If he <coughs> excuse me, if he didn't play Origin and he had a good buy schedule, I'd be far more reluctant yep. to sell him. But I'm backing that his upside, upside is a little bit more capped this year and he'll play Origin, so he's going to be a sell at some point. That's why I'm doing it now. Good thing is that because the cows are <coughs> struggling, at least at this stage, uh, and he's in the outside backs, I think if they are still got <coughs> battling around the eighth place mark, whatever it is, he'll back up. But uh, I do get that. Boys, a couple of questions before we wrap it up for round five. <coughs> uh, question from The Incredible Holt. Question on everyone's lips. Spy, I seem to pick the wrong four reserves every week. <coughs> Any advice or is it a bit of luck? To be honest, I'm, I'm not real sure. Um, matchup base for centres. If you've got one of your centres on the bench there with a reasonable matchup, I like to go that for their upside. Outside of that, that's where squad depth comes in so huge. Yeah. If you can build that squad depth, mate, and get yourself a decent bench that you can rely on week in, week out, I think the advantage is themselves there so but if you don't have that then yeah it's a bit of luck let's be honest anything to add Desi? Yeah. i think like if you it depends on where you're ranked as well like last week if you're coming maybe fifty thousandth or something you might take a flyer on someone like can Pereira or warbrick and just hope they pull off <coughs> what they did which is going mm. big um but otherwise if you're going very well just stay vanilla with those four reserves um pick the highest base ones possible i think yeah, and that that's it. Like even last week, you you what you go with the, the base guys like um, Sonia Taruva there. He had forty four in base. There was no attacking stats. He knocked out his fifty. He's like absolutely take that. Cam Pereira who had a seven a couple of weeks ago <coughs> scored his tries, tunned up. It's like you know what you you win some you lose some. Unfortunately, I'll ask a question based exactly on that. My last spot this week is Will Warwick or Isaac Thompson in the same game. Who do I take? Do I back? Thompson to score a couple outside the trail, maybe a renaissance. I, I'm going Isaac Thompson already. Yeah. yeah I, I like his tackle-busting ability. I like his work rate. <coughs> Storm really unconvincing this season. That's and, the big and, one. And those Souths are strong, aren't bunnies. they? We saw that try uh, put up on the, the SC Public Socials today, but <coughs> the, the right edge try they scored was so just in unison uh, on the weekend. And that could eat. If the winger bit in on Cody there, that was easy. Thompson strolling over. So I like Thompson. Yep. Tomo? Yeah. Uh, guys, question. Oh, Shay Jordan. What to do with Moali without much money in the bank? South are down on middles and the minutes just still aren't there for him. The Moali trap is in full force. I know my side. I, I'm sitting with uh, Tapani and Stefano Utakamano in the front row. Very happy with them. But with him and Pele on my bench, I'm just Ooh. like, <laughs> I don't want anything going wrong. Too nervous. Yeah. No, nervous times. Yeah, that had changed some trade plans pretty quickly. Desi, I think you spoke at Pelé before, but if you're starting front rows are covered, you've, I think you've just got to stick strong until you're forced to make a move, hey? I think so, yeah. I can yeah. see me holding him for, you know, a couple of months, put it that way. Spy, question from NRL Finsider. Good man, one of the best on Twitter, the Finsider. If I missed Kiraz, wait for a price drop 
or flip Toto or Val for him. So the 148 out of his rolling average, so he has peaked in price for now. Mid-90s last week with one try and about 48,000 runs. <laughs> he's a monster. Would you go to him now or wait till he hopefully drops a little bit? Oh, I don't think he's going to drop too much, yeah, to be honest. So if you want him, you probably get him. Yeah. yeah. He's a monster. He's actually one of the most enjoyable guys I've ever owned in my <laughs> Supercoach career. Just Would you trade Toto or Val so to him? Fit. Um Toto's a hundred grand cheaper, so probably not because he's also got that work mm. rate. And Val is just a bit below him. Yeah, I probably would nearly go him to Val to Karaz yep. if you've got that trade handy. If you've got so, the luxury of doing yeah, you it, you don't yeah. need to force it by any means. But yeah, Karaz is I'll great throw, to own. I'll throw another one at you, boys. <clears throat> and it's relevant to my situation. It's not going to change my mind, but there'll be a lot of people sitting out there thinking it. Carouz or Garrick, if you can only have one this week, Des. <coughs> this week? Going forward, uh, though, but like you made forward, a trade this oh, week. I think I'm a, I made it clear that Carouz will be the top-scoring centre wing this season. He will be. Garrick. I'm Garrick. I love Carouz, but Garrick. I'm going Garrick, too. You've got a few bets to <laughs> Yeah, another bet here, for yeah. sure. <laughs> we'll sort him out. We'll have a betting Kiraz segment. is unstoppable. He, he doesn't even need tries. The issue with Carouz is he's... Far less likely to score two or three tries in a game than Garrick is, and Garrick goal kicks. So that's the big differentiator for me. Um, though Jakey Avarillo, gee, I love that boy, putting him in space He's on the weekend good, early. I've always liked Avarillo. Well, Garrick has in goals, Kiraz has in offloads. <clears throat> it's going to be 20 points roughly Tri- every week. It's the tries, mate. It's the tries. You're right, though. Know, Loves an offload. Boys, lucky last from Brendan. <clears throat> Sione Katoa, now that Nico Hines back. <clears throat> Dropped in value, 123k down to 507k. Break even 64. Worth a flyer as a bit of a pod. And I think we can tie the Sharks into this, guys. Sifa Talakai, Ronaldo Mulitalo, Jesse Ramian, Nico Bach firing. Even if not this week, after the bye, are they, are they on the radar? I'm not super convinced on Katara on the right edge. I think he's an okay buy. Um, I've just noticed there he doesn't play round 13, so that's just something mm. where I'd consider. Mulatalo, however, absolutely. We know what he's got in him. Desi? Ronnie. Ronnie all the way. Ron Dog. Right, guys, we'll wrap that one up for the Round 5 SC Playbook podcast. Spite, thank you, mate. Cheers, fellas. Desi? Boys. Cheers, guys. Good luck this weekend, and thanks for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 